So we're doing a little series called Creating the Right Atmosphere. The first thing we looked at was David created the right atmosphere for his life when he was facing challenges through praise and worship. Then last week we talked about that we can create the right atmosphere in our lives, set the right tone, the right mood, whatever you, however you want to call it, by having and maintaining a right attitude. Amen? And we discussed that we are to put off the old man and we are to put on the new man. And we talked about various things that we're to put on. We're to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to put on the garment of praise. Hallelujah. We're to put on faith-filled words. Glory to God. You see, God's got a dress code for you and I. And his dress code is made up of designer clothes. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we want to take a further look at our attitude. And, uh, you know, it's so important to maintain a positive attitude. We can choose to have a negative attitude or a positive attitude. I like what Joyce Meyer said. She said this. She said, you can be powerful or pitiful, but you can't be both. But I'm not looking at a group of pitiful people. We are powerful in Christ Jesus because we've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. We've got the joy of the Lord that only God can give us. We are people that are not despondent, not living in despair, but we are men and women of God that are filled with hope. And this hope that God has given us serves us as an anchor to our soul. It keeps us stable when we get bad reports. It keeps us stable in the midst of an unstable world. Aren't you glad that David said, Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him, for he is the health of my countenance. Oh, glory to God. So the question I have this morning for us today is our attitude, our situation will never change. Is our attitude filled with fear? Is it filled with worry? And Brenda addressed some of that about entering into rest. You see, if we give place to fear and worry, worry, Mark chapter 4 says that the cares of this life will literally enter into our life and choke the word and cause the word that we've heard, the word that we've had sown in our heart to become unfruitful. One man said this, that worry is a thin stream of fear trickling through our mind. If it continues, it cuts a channel which all other thoughts are drained. We do not want to live a fear-based life. God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit of faith. He gave us a spirit of power. He gave us a spirit of love. And He gave us a spirit of a sound mind. Declare it with me. I have the spirit of faith. I have a sound mind. So what we want to do then is we want to make sure that our life is not filled with fear. That the attitude and the spirit of which we conduct ourselves consistently on a daily life is faith-filled. See, it's true. We can choose to be faith-filled or fear-filled. That's what Deuteronomy chapter 30 says. He said, I call to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, 
blessing and cursing. And then he tells us to choose life. Choose life that you may live, that your seed may live. I believe this. One of the greatest ways that we can choose life is by making declarations of life over our life. You see, death and life are literally in the power of the tongue. We can wake up every morning and choose to speak what God's word has said about us. Jesus literally told us we can have what we say if we firmly believe it in our heart and say it with our mouth. Amen. So faith-filled words will keep you in a disposition. It will keep your attitude positive. Amen. And we know that there's so much negativity in the world, especially right now. I mean, you turn on the television, all you hear is bad news. All you hear is this person calling another person a liar. And this person calling another person a hypocrite. I tell you what, there is a cure for that kind of stuff. And that is, turn it off. Turn off the TV and turn on the Word. Turn on the Word channel if you're going to watch the Word at TV. Turn on the Word of God and let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. So God always has operated by faith. The enemy operates by fear. Fear attracts failure, but faith attracts blessing. Fear runs from the giants, but faith runs toward the giants. Mark Hankins said this. He said, never run at your giant with your mouth closed. And here's what David said. Goliath was acting all bad. You know, he had some swag going on. He was a big dude. He had a spear. He, had the, he, had, he was fully equipped by the Philistine army. And here's what David said. You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. David did not look at him coming against him. He looked at him coming against God. And that makes all the difference because the greater one lives on the inside of us. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And so when we have the armor of God on, the devil doesn't know who's on the inside of that armor. He doesn't know whether it's God or you. But the truth of the matter is, it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So fear comes to torment us, but faith comes to bring us peace and well-being and comfort. Fear comes to paralyze. It comes to make us powerless and ineffective. But this God kind of faith, this measure of mountain-moving faith that God has placed on the inside of all of us, it comes, glory to God, to give life, to strengthen, to lift us up, and to bring restoration in our lives. I think we ought to take about 10 seconds and just give God some praise. Glory. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So fear then comes to prevent us from fulfilling our destiny and enjoying our lives. But faith has come to move the mountains that are standing in our way. Fear is aggressive. 
But faith is also aggressive. I like what George Pearson says down there at Eagle Mountain Church. He did a series called Bulldog Faith. I like that, don't you? You know what a bulldog does? A bulldog grabs hold of that bone and doesn't let it go. Well, that may not be the greatest illustration because we're not dogs. We're children of the Most High God. But the principle is true. We take God's Word and we hold fast the confession of our faith. We do not move by what we see. We're not moved by what we feel. We are moved only by what we believe. Bulldog faith. Amen. So fear then is just a smoke screen. It's not reality. Again, Joyce says it this way. Fear, F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. And fear wants to be fed. So I'm just exhorting you today. Don't feed your fear. Feed your faith. And there's two vital things that we need to do. Number one, we need to learn to resist it. Don't allow fear to control your life. I'm telling you... All it is, is a stinking evil spirit that Jesus already conquered, trying to keep you from your destiny. He is a defeated foe, and he has put him under our feet. And so let us resist him, because he truly walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But you put your Holy Ghost faith-filled stake in the ground, and you say, you may not devour me. Hallelujah. In James chapter 4, verse 7, it says this. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. A person said many years ago, we must not assist the devil, we must resist the devil. And saints that are submitted to God, that are sold out to God, that are sanctified and living holy lives are in position to tell the devil to get out of here. But if we're bedding down and bunnying up with the devil, when when we try to resist him, he just laughs. But when we're sold out for Christ, when we know that we are no longer our own, that we've been bought with a price, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can point our Holy Ghost finger at him, take the name of Jesus, apply the blood of Jesus, and put that rat on the run. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I like Young's little translation of Luke ten nineteen. Notice with me, he says, Lo, I give to you the authority. Of course, the King James says power, but literally it's authority. I give to you the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and on all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you at any time. You may not feel like you have power, but you do. And here's what I got in my spirit as I was preparing this message a while back. You have power. So rise up. Step up. And speak up and resist the enemy. Say it with me, I'm rising up, I'm stepping up, I'm speaking up, and I'm resisting the lies of the enemy. See, what Jesus has conquered will never conquer us. 
this verse of scripture that I'm about to share with you is a beautiful verse of scripture. I heard Mac Hammond teach on it in Las Vegas a while back. But in Psalm 23, verse 4, from the Passing tra- Passage trans- Passion Translation, it says, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Has he won your heart? Do you know that he loves you? Do you know that there is no fear in love? When we get a revelation of just how much love loves us, it will literally dispel fear from our lives. Faith in God is having faith in the love of God. He has conquered our hearts. So tell me, what is there to fear? He said, fear not. For I'm with you. Be not dismayed. For I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I've conquered death, hell, and the grave for you. Now go and live as more than a conqueror. Because it is through my love which will enable you to live above the things that come against you. I love you with an everlasting love. Know this, that underneath you are my everlasting arms. And I will uphold you, and I will bless you, and I will use you for my glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you just love that? Fear will never conquer me. For you already already have. So then, every time thoughts of fear comes to us, We must be consistent and persistent to resist them. Take every negative and fearful thought captive. This is what Paul addressed the church at Corinth. He told them, now look guys, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. But the weapons that I have given you are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? So strongholds come to our soul. Lies come to our mind. Fear is not on the inside of us. It comes to us from the outside. And he tells us now, here's what you do. Take my weapons I've given you. Take the name, take the word, take the power of the Holy Spirit and cast down every evil imagination and bring it into captivity, every thought, to the obedience of Christ. And so then... It becomes, it behooves us, if you will, to become very familiar with our weapons and very familiar with what the Word says. For every fear-filled thought, God has a faith-filled promise for us to believe and to, and to speak and to act upon. Say with me, in the name of Jesus, when the enemy comes, I will resist him. Have you noticed that Fear always paints a negative picture. The enemy has never presented to me, since I've been a Christian, since 1975, he has never ever presented to me a, a, you know, a positive picture. He always presents the worst case scenario. Have you noticed that? You know, you may have a little sharp pain in your stomach, immediately the enemy says, hmm, that must be cancer. Or maybe one of your nerves in your back is giving you a problem and it kind of shoots into your chest. Oh, you're having a heart attack. Yeah. 
You know what I say to that? My heart will never attract me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in the world, there's going to be trouble. But thank God you and I can cheer up. We can brighten up. We can spin around. We can laugh at the lies of the enemy. Because it is true. You have authority over him. Here's what faith will do. Faith will always paint a picture of victory. You know what a great confession is this. All I see is victory. Our God is victory. And all I see is victory. Is there anybody in the house that can go like this with me and declare, All I see is victory. Are there any ministers in the house that can truly say, All I see all I see is victory. See, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. Now, did you know that there are a couple things that God will never do for you? A couple things that God will never do for you. Number one, He does not receive for us. He doesn't receive for us. So that means that we're not waiting on God to do something for us. God has already done something for us. We're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us to receive what he's already provided for us. Amen. And, and of course, you know, I don't mean to be a wise guy. You know me. I love, I love people and I, I, I love the body of Christ. But a lot of people don't have that revelation. They'll say things like, you know, if God wants to heal me, he'll heal me someday. You know, if God uh, wants me to be debt free, someday I will be debt free. Because God is sovereign. And it's que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. No, he said, you choose life. You make the determinations in your life how it's going to be. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. So he doesn't receive for us. But he's given us faith where we can receive from him. It's called the measure of faith. And just a couple of scriptures real quickly on receiving. Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty four, right after Mark eleven twenty three. He said, therefore, I say unto you, talking to us, what things soever you desire, desires based on God's word. What things soever you desire, when you pray, do what? Believe. Believe you receive them. Or when you pray, take them. And you shall have them. So he's given us then the responsibility to receive what grace has so freely offered to us. We access the grace of God with our faith. Amen? So number one... He doesn't receive for us. And number two, he doesn't do our resisting for us. The resisting of the enemy is not up to God. The resisting of the enemy is up to us. And somebody says, yeah, I know that. And and why are you preaching this again and again? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. It's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to do it. And that's why the scripture says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. I need to remind myself of these truths. 
And we've been in full-time ministry for over 40 years. Brendan and I, in a few years together, will have a century of ministry. To God be the glory. Great things. You talk about the mercy of God right there. Thank God for Jesus and thank God for a great wife. I know I wouldn't make it without Jesus, but I'm very sure I wouldn't make it without her. Without him, we can't do anything. Where was I before I got into all that? (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him for a minute. He doesn't do our resisting for us. We resist the enemy. Now, again, we said, we number one, we need to learn to resist him. But then number two, we need to learn to take bold steps of faith and take action. I just quoted that. Doers of the word of God. Act against fear. Whatever fear says to do, don't obey it. If fear tells you you can't do something, just do it anyway. Tear fear down and put fear on the run by your actions. Somebody says, well, I'm afraid to fly. Get on that plane. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm already 40 years old and... I feel like I should go to Chabot or go to one of the colleges and take a class. But uh, what will people think of me? You know what? People aren't thinking of you. I mean, let's be honest about it. The enemy tries to tell us, oh, what do they think of us? What a, you know, they looked at me funny. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Don't entertain those thoughts. People are not thinking about you. As much as you think they're thinking about you, they're not thinking about you. What will people think if I take a class? They'll think he's taking a class. <laughs> what will people think, you know, if I, if I have to take a bus to work? They'll think you're taking a bus to work. <laughs> See, that's based on the fear of man. And the fear of man will always bring a snare. The fear of man will never set us free. It is snare-filled. So take that class. Get on that plane. Here's another one. Talking about bold actions of faith. Go to that interview. Go to that interview. It won't hurt you to go to that interview. Yeah, but I've been told 50 times. Well, they've been wrong 50 times. And you just got to have this attitude. We're talking about creating the right atmosphere for our life. You got to have this attitude. Glory to God. If they don't want me, God's got something better for me. And you just need to walk around, glory to God, confident in Christ Jesus. Yeah, but I'm not trained for that. But you got a trainer living on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost will enable you. The ho- Come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost will help you. You know why? Because he's a whole lot smarter than us. And he's given us wisdom. Keith Moore says, we should say this regularly. Say it with me. I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm sharp. I'm a quick learner. I'm good looking. I'm very rich. And I'm a major blessing. <laughs> Now, literally, what can that hurt you to say that? That can do nothing but help you. 
Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which you see are not made of things which do appear. God has given us the power to frame our worlds with faith-filled words. What kind of world do you want to live in? Create an atmosphere of victory by speaking faith-filled words which literally dominate the laws of sin and death. Amen. So then we can boldly... I've been preaching 24 minutes. Did you know this, that you don't have to preach three hours to get it? This is the fast class right here. You guys listen quick. We just said it. We're quick, we're bright, we're sharp. We're good looking and we're major blessings. Amen. But you and I, we can change the atmosphere of our lives by boldly taking action in spite of fear. See, fear comes from the outside. Fear will always try to tell you, don't do it, hold back. No. But I love Philippians 4.13 and I'd love for you to read it with me in the Amplified. Ready? Read. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and I'm equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient. I can do all things. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You can have that conversation that you've been afraid to have. You can do what God has told you to do. You can step out in faith and be and do everything that God has made you to be and to do. You are His workmanship. We have been designed and signed by the master artist of the universe. There's no one like you. There's no one like me. You and I, literally, we are one of one. One of one. That's awesome. So why would we want to waste time comparing ourselves with one another when we're all uniquely designed differently by the master artisan of the universe? Why would you want to compare the race God's given you with someone else's race? Why would you want to compare your church with someone else's church? God knows what He's doing. He made you for a purpose. You are one of one. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you know something? That'll help you. Because the enemy's always out there. Oh, man, look at that hairdo. I've got to have me one of them. Oh, look at the, ooh, uh, hey, look at them shoes. If I can get them shoes, I'll feel better about myself. No, look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. Be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, and you will be blessed in your doing. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed going out. You'll be the head. You'll be not tail. And hallelujah. And he will raise you up. Say with me, I am. I am. I am one of one. one. Say with me, I can do all things. 
through the anointed one and his anointing, which strengthens me. So here's what the faith that God has given will do for all of us. Faith pushes the fear out and creates the right atmosphere for our lives. Faith literally changes things. Faith moves mountains. And so I just want to say to you this morning, don't be a mountain maker, be a mountain mover. See, a a negative attitude will make mountains out of molehills. But the spirit of faith in a positive attitude, it talks to the mountain and literally moves that mountain out of the way. And our words help us create the right atmosphere. In closing, I want you to look at Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three. Hallelujah. How about five more seconds of praise? Come on, open your mouth. It won't kill you. Open your mouth and just say, Glory! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Glory! <laughs> Woo! Well, I've done it again. I preach myself happy. And I hope that you've been helped. But Mark eleven twenty three says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain. Now that word say there in the Greek is a commanding word. In other words, mountain, you don't have any authority over me. I'm taking authority over you. And I'm speaking to you, mountain, in the name of Jesus. That word say. So for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to see, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, And that word literally means believe that those things which you speak on a consistent basis, he shall have, shall come to pass. He shall have, come on somebody. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now that word, that last word saith is legos. Anybody ever been to Legoland? You know what legos do. Legos give you the ability and children the ability to build stuff. They have the blueprint of what it looks like. And then it's up to the chill child or whoever it is to build it according to the blueprint. Well, God's got a blueprint for you and I. The blueprint is found in the Word of God. It's a blueprint of victory. It's a blueprint of health. It's a blueprint of prosperity. Welcome to Holy Ghost Lego Land. Hallelujah. Thy words were found and I did eat them. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Speaking the word of God. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And build your life on the foundation of God's holy word. For he is truly the rock of our salvation. And so faith-filled words will build you up. The grand designer of the universe has told us, Whatever you desire, if you have faith for it and speak it, it shall come to pass. Stand up, everybody. Let's give God praise. Glory to God. Glory to God.